We're on a double dose of demons in our classic episodes. And we've got a double dose of hosts. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And I'm Mav. We're here, weirdly. Yeah, and I'm Stephanie. And today, to quote the back of a trade paperback, we are talking about a trilogy of terror featuring a threat far scarier than the average bear. Ah! And we're joined by two fantastic hosts, Mav and Stephanie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. We're super excited. Before we get started, do y'all want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my name is my name is Christopher Maverick. Uh, you can call me Mav. Everybody does. And I am the host of a couple of podcasts, one of which you guys have been on. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of Gosh Golly Wow, which is a, for your listeners, it's a, it's a podcast where we, where we read every episode. I can't do this right because I get confused between what's a podcast and what's a comic book at this point. We read every issue of the 1989 to 99 comic book Excalibur. And then we record an episode on it where we do academic analysis, me and Anna Papard and Andrew DeMond, who I think you've had Andrew on the show. Yes, um, yeah. Of, of the Claremont run. And um, the three of us and some guests, one of which was once you guys, will go through and we'll analyze to death um, <laughs> these, um, these, these, these comics that I adore from my childhood as though, the, as though they were Tolstoy or, or something very serious. And then my other show um, is, listeners might, I mean, hopefully we'll have, we'll be interested in it, is Vox Popcast, where it's not just comics. It's a, it's a podcast show. It's a podcast that covers pop culture, where a collection of hosts, um, talk about some episode, you know, some issue in pop culture. And then the episode is about that. And it might be a movie or TV show, or it might just be the concept of Instagram. That's this week's show. Instagram is the show. Um, And um, I have four regular co-hosts. And then Stephanie is one of our most frequent guests because, um, because when you marry somebody, it's really easy to book them. (laughs) I'm always available. (laughs) Hence our podcast. Tell them what you and my name's Stephanie Seiler, and I'm married to Mav, and I don't have any of my own podcasts, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, I do enjoy being on his podcast, and I guess um, in terms of comic books, I will say that I'm kind of very um, sort of limited on my exposure to comic books, although I do actually probably underestimate that given how much exposure I have to Mav, who has a mm-hmm. lot of exposure <laughs> to comic books, but Anyway, uh, I don't have any podcasts to report, so I guess we can move on from here. <laughs> She's on Vox Pop a lot. You're on Vox Pop more than almost any yeah, other. I guess. talk about psychology. Yeah. Awesome. Oh well, yeah, you're, yeah, you are a psychologist. Yes. <laughs> she yes. Is not I'm sure. very grateful to have a fellow newbie in the podcast world here. Yeah. It's nice to have someone on my team. <laughs> everyone's always on the other team, uh-huh. so we're all on the same team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casual osmosis of comic knowledge and it's all good. All right. So yeah, we're talking about Demon Bear today and uh, we're going to talk comics and then maybe save a little bit of time at the end to just do a brief discussion about the movie and the New Mutants movie, how we felt about it, how we think it ties in those things. So uh, let's talk about the first issue. Okay. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So there's a cover. <laughs> See, we're doing we're doing really well today, guys. It's gonna be great. All right. Well, I just uh, so the Demon Bear, just for people that they don't know, uh, New Mutants, the original run, issue 18, 19, and 20. That's the Demon Bear saga. Mm-hmm. It was released in April of 1984. Mm-hmm. We recently did our our last classic episode was talking about magic the miniseries that goes into new mutants number 14 at the end of that uh, and she officially joins the team after that Mm -hmm. so yeah so we can talk about the cover yeah if we want to this just this is the cover we're looking at looming bear in the background (laughs) same cover Mm -hmm. this i wasn't okay so alicia obviously you're reading them as they come out and stephanie reads comics when i force her to did you read this originally, Justin, or no? Because I did. I, I read this when it came out. Yeah. yeah like I I um I was I, I find Sinkevich's art fascinating now yeah. as a grown-up who can appreciate it. But in 1984, this was the only thing that looked like this. Like he right. was he was completely so if if you walk in and you see this on the shelf what is that? That's a painting. That's not that's not a comic book. So it immediately calls you to it and then the art inside of it you know is so crazy and weird and like I, I just didn't know what to make of it and you know the older I got the more I got into it um I also found like Ilyana quickly became my favorite character um and remains to this day so just reading this um like the demon bear cover to issue 18 I think just really it gets my it got my attention then so that's why I'm kind of wondering like whether than I know a little bit, we've more or less avoided talking about this in, in the week since Stephanie read it the first time. So, Same. Yeah. so, so uh, I just didn't, you know, did you like it or because I mean, you've okay, so Stephanie's probably read more weird comics than none because you've read all of Sandman or just about all of Sandman. All, almost all of it. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's about, but but like you don't just read X Men comics or anything. No, so, no, yeah. we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my um, college roommate was into the X Men comics, but. Yeah, I never really read any, mm-hmm. but she was, yeah, she was like, never mind. <laughs> Cut that out. See, this is what I was worried about. <laughs> you didn't say her name. Okay. Oh my goodness. No, you're doing fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed this story. I, I saw the movie first and then I read this story and then I watched the movie again and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um <laughs> And this, I, I def, uh, I read it for the first time probably when I was a teenager, and then I read it again about two years ago. I read Claremont's run, the full thing through. Okay. And then hadn't read anything that spun out of it until I got to the fact that, like, what's going on with this Ilyana person? <laughs> I started looking into, and then I read the entire new mutants run up until that point and then just kind of read it all as one giant book mm-hmm. which was really interesting mm-hmm. okay so yeah i just was i was just curious because because it was um there were people who didn't like it at the time because it, it does there this was not a point in history when when people were taking chances, people who weren't ghosts and cabbage were taking chances. Um, so there was a there was a Marvel look, there was a Marvel style, yeah. and this was not that. So that's why I was, yeah. I've always been fascinated by it. It's definitely different, but I kind of mm. love it. No, yeah, I'm really drawn to his art, and actually ended up buying a, a poster that's Bill Sienkiewicz uh, of the that one. Yeah, uh, it's just 
so beautiful and so different from everything else, especially at that time. But even now it's so mm -hmm. experimental. It's so just, I obsessed over some of the, the bear sequences. <laughs> the bear is the best. Yes. We'll talk about that. I know you don't. Yeah, we will. <laughs> All right. Shall we dive in? Yeah. yeah. A page turn noise. I'm looking forward to the page turn noise. <laughs> Normally I'm just <laughs> listening. <It's> like <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's the best part of the show. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about the creative team as we're on that first page. Yes. Written by Chris Claremont, art by Bill Sienkiewicz, colorist Glennis Ween, letters by Tom Orzachowski, edited by Anne Nascenti and Jim Shooter. <laughs> All right, so. Throws you right in. We're getting some bad dream situations up in here. And then, <laughs> we, well, wait, let's, let's be serious. Okay, we have one page. That's like, oh, Danny's having a nightmare. And then all of a sudden, what is happening? What, why is Rachel here? Alicia has been brewing with this. She has wanted to. <laughs> and so I, I guess also a good question for Steph. If this, did this section right here throw you off about this whole Rachel and these couple she, pages like, after that first, you know, we're, we're about yeah, to bear. It, it, it did. It really did. It, yeah, I, I was confused. Um, then I, yeah, I, watching the movie actually helped me to understand this a little better. But yeah, the first part of this was confusing. To me. And, I had no idea what was going on. To be honest. And I don't think they ever name her Rachel in this. No, they which don't. Means, which means since Steph's never read a comic yeah. with Rachel, she still doesn't know who that is. No, I don't. Okay. I'm literally like, like in my notes, I'm like, wait a second, is this Rachel? Yes. Is she time traveling? What is happening right now? And it's just like, it's kind of set up and then it goes away. Yeah. So um, you want to tell me what the heck is going I mean, on? There are a couple of threads that do that. There's there's Rachel and Warlock that are kind of sandwiched into this larger demon bear story. But this is, this is Rachel's history, right? Mm -hmm. So in her time, this is her third appearance. After the first two appearances in the two Days of Future Past issues, uh -huh. this is the first time she's ever appeared after that. And she's recounting her history and how the mansion was blown up, Xavier was killed, and she was captured and then turned into a hound, which we don't get a whole lot of in, detail. In her timeline? She's from like a yep. different timeline? So she's correct? from the okay. 811 Earth, which essentially doesn't happen anymore because Kate yeah. changes that. She is Oh, but, but as Kitty. Right. So yeah. If your brain's not exploding, Steph, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I'm more confused now than I was before. <laughs> she's, she's, from, she's from the future of, let's see, 2006-ish, um, you know, the future. And, <laughs> and that future won't happen, so, and she knows that won't happen. So she's, she's a person from the future who's trapped in the 80s and doesn't know anybody so she's looking for people she knows and none of that's explained to you in this and since it doesn't come up again the rest of the story um i guess that would be weird yeah <laughs> yep. if you're just it goes away them. after that and and even just when you know it's a little bit further on but when she interacts with Ilyana and freaks out and runs off we don't get any real context as to that i read the x-men issue that comes out after this issue and we get actually a name and a little bit more context in that about the fact that it's Rachel and the fact that she is still not from this time, but it's it's kind of sandwiched in there. <laughs> we get this like these explosive shots, beautiful to look at, uh, and and some context as to what's going on, but not a whole lot. But not really at all. <laughs> no. So moving on. 
so classic danger room sequence, right? We introduce the rest of the team. And this is a lot of the team that we see in the movie, except Magma's thrown in. Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. I was at, I said to Justin, too, I was like, where's Magma in the current comics? Like in the New Mutants teams of the comics that are going on right now, she's like barely in there. But every <laughs> time I read a New Mutants issue or we talk about one, like she's she's involved. So why are they giving her the cold shoulder now? <laughs> I don't know a good reason other than I have... I have never been a Magma fan. I'm, she's, I mean, I, I, her job is kind of to be pretty <laughs> and, and dumb. Like that's her job. And I, I, I just want more from her than that. Like she's, she's sort of not as interesting as like any of the other female characters or yeah. frankly, either of the two guys. Um, like she's, her her storyline should be interesting she's from a I, I, you were asking me about it i think i told you just roughly who the characters were because she had no x well she had limited x-men background and no new units background so um amara magma is from a sect of people who believe that they were still living in ancient roman times except they're not and she's a mutant so she moves here so she's out of time but not really she's just you know she was yeah born the same time as everybody else but she was just living in the mountains and didn't know it like like in the village like <laughs> you know and then like nothing interesting happens to her after that nothing she's she bores me she's yeah <laughs> she's, right, she, that's she, as a character she bores me too i i like her power it's kind of similar to a lot of the you know the explosiveness of sunspot but more has the active use of lava and fire uh, and and even some similarities with with Cannonball, which I like all three of them in this shot together. The fact that you know, and, and Danny makes mention of it a couple times as we go through it. That you know, this is this is for the people with physical powers, not not for us. We're over here in the in the booth, just running the tech. Mm -hmm. Which you know, I guess she doesn't know that she has physical powers yet, but which will happen years and years later. Um, Ileana could have been in there. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, I feel like <laughs> the girl's been fighting demons since she was six years old. Yeah. yeah. She's wielding a sword. Yeah. She could have been in there and, you know. And she has that thing where her arm turns. She doesn't into... know that yet. Oh, yeah. she, This is where, it, that's not clear at all. She, yeah. That's, I, a yeah, question, that's a yeah. question I have also. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't. Okay, well, skipping ahead, the whole armor thing that you saw in the movie, mm -hmm. this is where she finds out, and this is, and that's, and except for it's not clear reading back after the fact that she didn't know, unless you'd been reading the two years of comics before that, where she never, she had never done it before, and then suddenly she's just got the silvery arm thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. That just seemed like not very coherent in terms of the rest of her powers. I don't know. That would be, yeah, that would be Claremont writing. Claremont writing, especially in New Mutants. Claremont likes to drop threads into books and then not talk about them for, you know, a year or two or 10 or never. Mm -hmm. um, or never. <laughs> yeah. And, and that will, like, it will literally be like sooner. It'd be like, it, there's points where it's 10 years later, you know, um, one of his editors, Anna Senti or, or Louis Simonson, would be like, "What about this thing?" And he'd be like, "Oh yeah," and then that's and that thread will come back. You know, like, mm. but it, it it could be a decade later. So Ilyana, you guys talked about it on your last episode. Ilyana's story 
simmers and brews for a year and a half. She yeah. gets dropped into, she, 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 she ages from age six to age 13 or 14 in, in between two issues. And then they don't mention it again for like literally over, over a year. year. Yeah, they just—it's just like, oh yeah, she's eight, she's fourteen now. Let's just just move on, and it's Moving fine. On. <laughs> and it's not explained, and it's just you just have to like be weird about it. So, yeah. so it's it, it's not it is weird. It's not weird for reading a Claremont book that you don't know things like who who Rachel is or anything. What is weird is um, we're in the Jim Shooter era of comics, where um, the way Jim Shooter used to t- uh, Jim Shooter had this theory that everybody's comics. Is this is Rachel from, here? Yeah, I'm that's so Rachel. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yes. The unnamed redhead. <laughs> the unnamed, the unnamed redhead okay. who looks like who's not Rain but taller. Okay, I thought she was Rain in the future. Yes, that confused. Yeah, me. it's because she has red hair. Yes, <laughs> it that's is a not valid me. assumption. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, Claremont would do that, and anybody else's book, this wouldn't be a problem because Shooter had a rule that every comic is somebody's first comic. So, particularly in a in a in a team comic, including X Men, what will happen is in this Danger Room sequence, like in any first in any issue there'll be this point where everybody will yell their name and what their powers are um for no apparent reason like people don't talk like that and like wolverine will walk in and say and and the the caption will say wolverine and wolverine will be like i'm the best there is at what i do and what i do isn't very pretty he says it every (laughs) he says it every issue or or cannonball will sometimes will often say you know you know i'm invulnerable when i'm blasted well i'm blasting because of the phonetic so that happens but it's but like in in new minutes they were trying to be experimental with it so it's not as it's not as directly obvious like they don't just like a lot of times it used to be literally someone yeah. would be like Caption i'm rocks. the thing and i'm made of rocks and i punch okay. things i like, mean that's <laughs> a, that seems like it's not as necessary as some other backstory yeah yeah there's a, and, you could figure that out pretty quickly and <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a happy medium yeah. between what i need you to tell me <laughs> and what i i can need i can see that he's eye. blasting i need to know yeah. who this unnamed person that yeah. we exactly. just read about for three Thank pages you. Was. Yeah. yes <laughs> yeah he's not into that and then so our aside story our rachel collides into our danger room sequence and she comes up to the front door and freaks out to see Ilyana and even says, you know, this little massive speech bubble to her said uh, to herself, she said she was Colossus's little sister, but she was a teenager. The Ilana I remember was killed with Professor Xavier when the army destroyed the mansion. So we kind of get a little bit of context as to those pages before. Also, where's Professor Xavier right now? They don't tell you. They don't Where is I mean, he? I mean, he's in New York. Don't trust I that. Like, I don't believe it. That oh, I thought it was Massachusetts. It's somewhere. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's a town. liar, though. I don't <laughs> yeah. believe him. Like, where are you really, Xavier? <laughs> I know. Anyone with the name of X, I don't trust. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. But even as you try to get your bearings on what's happening this in the story, is, and then it's like, oh, hey, yeah. Uh, interlude we're gonna throw in another hold on there's this robot guy in space he's supposed to be injured but he's sitting in a sexy sexy what the heck was that all about (laughs) (laughs) so i asked the same question and apparently this is like the beginning introduction first appearance who warlock Mm -hmm. will be this is warlock's first appearance but um before they realized he was supposed to talk funny yeah oh my god i love the way he talks self friend doesn't have his normal dialogue yeah he hasn't quite figured himself out yet. Yeah, Warlock is normally completely incomprehensible. Well, not incomprehensible. Um, Warlock talks in third person and when and refers to other people as self self friend Stephanie 
you know, <laughs> oh, okay. is, it, you know, is this and that, and, and he's very much a not understanding of humanity computer type person, mm -hmm. yeah. except for not here. Here he's just talking normal. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something happens on his way to earth and he gets a little jumbled. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a, like an, like a humanoid or like a robot or something. yes to both those things okay yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. it's wildly undefined physicality so you could draw him however you want yeah. and... it's like he has a mane and then he's the rest of him is circuitry he, he is yeah. he is techno organic he is yep. a, yeah okay. he is a bean that can of nondescript circuitry that can form into whatever it wants to be oh that mm -hmm. sounds handy uh-huh yeah sure and, and he's he's got some dad problems too <laughs> Yeah, so dad his dad wants dad him is... to destroy things. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought his dad was trying to kill him. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah you, you read that correctly. Okay. 100%. But they don't tell you, you know, and it, it gets built later on the lore of the, the warlocks versus the magus and how this is, this is destined to happen that a warlock will usurp the magus father and take his place. But mm -hmm. warlock being this is kind of why he is considered a mutant is that he has compassion. He doesn't yeah. want to do that. He doesn't want to go through with the the needs of what is his culture. He's got feelings. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> got a techno organic heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's only he's only he's special from the rest of his race because he has feelings. Mm. So he runs so he's away. An outcast. Yes. <laughs> that's why he fits in with our team. Yay. Oh, misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, we're back to fighting a bear. <laughs> and she's terrified. So Danny's fighting this bear and she's terrified mm -hmm. at the end of it, kind of, you know, ghost-like in the corner of the danger room. And Ileana presses it, you know, bears, relentless training. Why are you doing this? What? And you don't think that you have physical powers? You know, rocking that bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just love, I love the, the danger room, the lights being turned off and that image of just like, the shadow of the bear in the corner, like it's red eyes and it's teeth. And it's just like this feeling of, hey, everyone's telling you this thing is in your head, but look out because it's actually real. I find the demon bear terrifying. Yeah. The demon bear is <laughs> insanely terrifying. But I tend to like terrifying things. So that's what I wanted to ask you because you, from what I took from when you were reading it, you didn't care for the demon bear. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I... Like after looking at it the second time, I'm more okay with it. But the first time it just seemed like, like way too much, <laughs> like way too big. Like we get it, it's a scary bear, but it was just like, just, I don't know. It just seemed like almost like the size of the universe. <laughs> I mean, terrifying. sometimes. Yeah. And you're never sure if it if it is or if that's just Sinkevich be because Sinkevich will draw things out of scale for effect sometimes. But, but can I ask how this um this room thing works? Danger so room. Oh. yeah, the danger room. So yeah. sometimes people are controlling it, and but at this time when Danny is fighting the bear, she's controlling it, or what's going on there? Yeah, so it seems that right, she's running a simulation, and the way that the danger room works is that it projects. Well, I don't know at this point, because I think that that actually might be an upgrade that I'm referencing, but it projects simulations. It, it mm -hmm. gives you an environment. It gives you some things to combat. Some of them might be like hard light that just okay. is appears mm -hmm. to look as though it's like this. Um, sometimes it's mechanics, like robot arms and things like that. But 
also using like holographics to mm. appear like the simulation that you've set it to be. Okay. Yeah. So the, this is the simulation rather than her in her mind. Right. In other words. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The original, like, the, the original danger room is basically a Ninja Warrior car course. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. like it, mm. it over the years, it upgrades to, you know, a Ninja Warrior course with robots and then eventually a Star Trek holodeck. Okay, or it could be anything yeah. basically. Okay. So and like in this instance, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding that Danny is she's like preparing herself because she thinks I'm gonna have to fight this bear because I keep seeing it in my nightmares. So I'm gonna create a simulation to fight a bear because mm -hmm. that's what I need to fight mm -hmm. a bear. Yeah. Cause this this isn't the first appearance of the demon bear. No. Right. We it doesn't include in really in much of the reference at the beginning, but the demon bear is referenced in issues one three and 17 of this run where it's just this lurking in the background story of what had happened between her and her parents and how they went off to to take it down and then never came back mm -hmm. and they never but the but it's not as scary in the other ones because the coverage isn't drawing it it's just like mm. the previous artists are very much regular comic book artists yes yeah. okay nothing wrong with them it's just like it's not an 80 foot bear bear <laughs> yes <laughs> that last page i, I just love the this look one. of that that look bear, at that bear. Mm -hmm. he's just taking over look how big those like this claw is the <laughs> entire size of danny yeah. just like one slice of this claw could right just now. cut her right in half yeah, yeah. it's like almost like authentic i saw a bear video today and those bears have huge MFing yeah. and then it wouldn't be an x-men comic without uh, a fight you know gotta some, have some fight. action mm -hmm. and gotta fight that bear and it's issue one so you know it's not over <laughs> and i love the note that she her power danny's power is to summon images of what other people fear mm -hmm. and so she summons an image of herself so the the bear fears danny mm -hmm. hmm but then kicks off this epic battle between the two of them. Oh, that's what that is in the upper right corner. Okay. Yeah, that spirit form at the top. Okay, did not. That he that. slashes through <laughs> and almost just gets enraged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you almost you think you think that she's got it. You know, it's dot 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 over. But then we flash back to the new mutants freaking out. <laughs> because Rain in her sleep knows something's wrong. Which is. All right, you had you had asked a couple times. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do Why? these two have this connection? What does this have to do with Rain's powers? Why? Because you're, you're not allowed to say lesbians in 1984. That's why. Basically. <laughs> All right. That's, that's okay. The I'll um, take it. I'll take um, the answer. I mean, or or do you want the actual storyline reason? <laughs> yeah, I would love to know the actual storyline. Story the storyline reason is, as far as Danny knows, her her only power is to do. Um, this thing where she can she can project holographs of things that people fear fear, but she doesn't know what the holograph is going to be until she just decides to use it and it's going to be whatever it is. Um, soon after this, she'll also learn that she can do things that people love. She just doesn't know that yet, but she'll but she can do she can do I'm scared of or I desire either one. Um, and she apparent and for reasons that she doesn't understand, she has a psychic link to Rain when she's in wolf form. Um, or in wolf form or in wolf hybrid form. Right. Um, it appears over time that Danny probably can just talk to animals 
and therefore she can talk to rain while she's it's 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 all it's very nebulously defined really it's because he wants um claremont wants rain and danny to have um a psychic link and whatever we have to do in order to get that we're gonna do um that's gonna happen <laughs> right so all now right. Normally, it's only when Rain's in wolf form that the psychic link is active because it's got to make sense with the talking to animals thing. And, right. and and here she's clearly being a human girl, so the psychic link should not be right. active. Let's not worry about it too much. <laughs> is I mean because it because it is never like it's been forty years. It never gets explained. It it this is that's just how it is. Um, or we'll just say it has something to do with the demon bear and dreams and the fact that Danny's dreams are affecting the others mm. as well. Right, but but arguably Danny and Rain. Well, I mean, we talk about the movie where they appear to be gay, or they're at least even into each other. Um, they're arguably both bisexual. That's a lot more clear in modern comics than it ever was in the eighties. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's literally in order to deal with anything remotely queer, you had to make it weird and coded in like some kind of power supernatural thing as opposed to just you know they're kind of into each other because why not you know because yeah. <laughs> humans are because human. they're people mm -hmm. all right well the team the team is alerted because of this connection and the the last image of this issue i love it so much i just love this overhead view i love everybody just surrounding Danny just on the ground. And I, I like, you know, obviously no one's ever really dead, but I was like, Ooh, is she dead? Is this dead? <laughs> it's comics. People don't die. Get out of here. <laughs> I just, my big thing is why does Sam have a gun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Where to get that? Let's not, don't even get me started on Sam. He's from the South. So yeah. Under his pillow. Yeah. But but like literally, you live in the X Mansion. People can sneeze more dangerously than a than a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> and listen, I understand that all of the characters in you know the older books look older than they should be. Yeah, we, uh, we've talked I've about ta yeah. the, the original five looking like fifty year old teenagers. But <laughs> Sam and these issues to you me. Yeah, he true. looks like he's like 60, 65. Like he's just so much older looking than all of the rest of them. And I feel like it just gets more as like he gets more stressed. He yeah. just ages. The more. trauma. You specifically asked me that. <laughs> yeah, there was um one, like there was one picture where I guess we didn't get to it yet, actually. But where he looks like he's like 60. <laughs> like, yeah. Why did he draw him so old? But yeah, the other times when he's flying around, you can't really see his face too well. But yeah. And then this one. But yeah, the, I'll have to find that. But yeah, it, it was just so weird. Yeah, it was like, yeah, the 80s and they did look older than they really were. In the yeah, 80s. I think it's this but one, right? It's it's yeah. 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 He looks like he's 60 or 70. Like he's wearing this hat. He looks like he's all of their yeah. father, maybe their yeah. grandfather. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It kind of looks like my brother, and <laughs> I can't refer to a page. Yeah, yeah, the Danny page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does look kind of look like your brother. <laughs> Her brother's not sixty, but no, you know. he's not that old. <laughs> he's forty. I mean, and he's supposed to be seventeen, maybe right. eighteen, but he's probably yeah. about seventeen at this point. The ages of the ages of we, we talk about this on Gosh Golly Wow a lot. Well, usually when we're talking about Kitty, but. Um, 
Claremont for a very long time was very particular about making Kitty's age work. She was the only teenager. So she would, she was 13 when she shows up and she's aging in very clear, not real time. It takes more than a year for her to age, but like Christmas will be celebrated and then a birthday will be celebrated. And it's very, it, it, it's very clear how old people are. And when Ilyana shows up, Ilyana goes from being six to being 13 like Kitty and soon after 14. And, it, and, then, the, and then as there are more teenagers, and as the books get wider and wider and Chris loses some control, this stops being as clear and evident. Right. So nice. roughly speaking, um, Ilyana is probably 14 um, like Kitty is. Sam is probably 17 or 80 or 18. Danny's, or 80. Yeah, or 80. Yeah, yeah, 17 or 80. Yeah, 17 or 18. Uh, Danny's probably a little younger, 16 or 17. Birdo is... Um, I think he's the youngest. No, um, Berto's slightly older than, um, than uh, he's probably around 14 or 15. He's older. Rain is younger and Ilyana is weird in that, you know, they treat Ilyana like she's older than she is because right. she's more mature, but she's probably, she's physically 14 despite being seven, you know, in, yeah. in earth years. But Not isn't she older than education. that since she's <laughs> like, is she actually older than that since she was? Well, she aged in, she aged in another dimension I mean, oh, so okay. she so she she's seven in earth years but her body has aged through 14 years okay so she she because she disappears when she's six and then she comes back when she's 13. oh she's originally from the earth okay yeah she's from earth and she grows up in limbo okay yeah so or grows up as far as two thirteen. You know, i mean she so. has no choice yeah <laughs> as grown as you are when you're 13 yeah. you know well it's that's a whole thing where she becomes a demon child bride and stuff it's, yeah, it's craziness <laughs> it's, yeah. there's a lot <laughs> So that's issue one. So what's going to happen to Danny? We don't know. Except... Cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Yeah. Except wait, we get issue two. Yay. <laughs> and the cover of this one is, I think, my favorite of all the covers. Well, I said that. I said you that did? earlier. Yeah, you no, stole that. I stole <laughs> it. Aww, this is why you guys are together. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it like it's just it's like this, the cat's out of the bag, right? We're talking about Demon Bear. It's here, but hey, let's get an epic action shot with everybody fighting it. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when a comic cover doesn't have anything to do with what's actually inside the comic. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though this one is a great representation of what's going on. We've got the team yeah. fighting the bear. And then in the corner, the corner, corner, what is that called? Corner box art? Corner squares. Yes, corner boxes. <laughs> it's like Danny and she's got her little, yeah. you know, she's Basically clearly in the story. hospital. Something's going down. And uh, that's exactly what we're about to get into. Yep. It's not misleading. So let's get into it. A page turn noise. Look uh, at these jackets. Look at these jackets. It's like <laughs> from like the 80s movies where like there's like, I don't know, like bad guys on the ski slope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I was just going to say, what are they, what are they going to do? Like they're skiing down the mountain with treasure. <laughs> but they're good guys. They're there good are, guys. There are our saviors of Danny bringing yeah. her to the hospital. Yeah. Siege. Not good issue. looking enough. <laughs> no, they're just regular guys. They're yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, to be bad guys. The oh. bad guys are always real. Oh, yeah. You mean like a ski school bad guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Better off dead. We were talking about Bill Sienkiewicz's art, but I also want to point out Glennis Ween's colors here because I feel like they're not often done in this way to give no. such shading, to give such background, all of one color splash and then hues of that. This this all mm -hmm. felt 
like she was playing off of him and they were creating something new and different together. Mm-hmm. And this is pre pre digital coloring. So it's a, it's a very, um, the way coloring worked in four color comics um, is you essentially have uh, you have the four colors that you know from when you were in when you were five you you've got red ink you've got yellow ink and you've got blue ink and then you were allowed to use um red ink at 100 percent, or you could put like a quarter cup of water and you know, dilute it by 25 percent, so you could have 100 percent, 75 percent, 50 percent, or 25 percent. and you could do that with red you could do that with your yellow you could do that with your blue and those were the colors you were allowed to use so you basically painted your comics with Oh, and then black, right? So you had nine levels of red, you know, of red, yellow, and blue, and, you know, and nine and three levels of black. And that's how you had to mix every color in your comic book. And so it comes out to be like 255 colors ish. Mm. ish. So actually, wow. they actually painted this by hand. Yes, you painted, you, you painted, you essentially watercolored it directly on the pencils and do not mess up because we, yeah, you know, right. you're professional. <laughs> Um, and then you set those as color separations to the printer and that's how comics work. That's crazy. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned something new today. <laughs> I've tried to, and if you've ever tried to paint for four color um, comics, um, I have, and I'm glad they invented computers before I ever <laughs> had to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> it's very I hard. probably hate this generation, later generations. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the point being, so when you see that little wash that like creates the light blue shadow effect and everything, that is very particular. That's like, you know, yeah. that is a, a specific percentage of, okay. of, of water so that's just a with, standard with the blue. Um, like you have like background images. Yeah. And she's, but I mean, she, she is very good at, you know, like if you look at you know, the tonal gradation of, you know, she's a lot, she's given herself one blue here. And then a slightly slightly darker blue for the hair, and then the um, then the um, the jackets are probably the same blue, but without the shading um, from the ink in order to make it look up, appear as a. So she's working she's working with um, with Sinkevich's inks in order to make it look like there are four more colors on the page than there really are. Yeah, it's it's really brilliant. When we we get introduced on the next page to our. Tom Corsi. Wait, before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Danny's that. not doing well, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's... They do not have high hopes for her. No. They cut off her bloody jacket. Yeah. And then here he comes. Okay, that, looks like, a, that looks like a heart. What? But it's not a heart. That's <laughs> just her jacket. Oh, the jacket. Yeah, 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 the yeah, like they, they literally cut her heart out. <laughs> Especially the way it splats against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's the very Caucasian, very white um, police officer, Tom Corsi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very that's important. important flavor yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yes. blue eyes tom corsi a, a, a white an, an older white man who who is a cop nothing important other than the fact that he's there yep <laughs> well you know he's he's trying to go on a date with this nurse yeah, yeah. the nurse they made like stand out in that frame yeah she's white instead sharon of friedlander paint. also a very yeah. a, a very white, <laughs> very white lady i do like her hair though say that her haircut the 80s nurse haircut yeah yeah well and um on the page with the heart splattering against the wall that's not really a heart uh we get some oh, specifics on um, yeah. okay, danny's sorry. familiar relationships and and now like where the professor is at mm-hmm. and uh the reality of her story and the fact that nobody believed it 
Nobody um, knew. Yeah. Like, well, she was talking about this bear. She was. But it's a good thing that Sam just happens to have all those suits in a duffel bag ready to go. He rallies them all up. That's so, not choice. <laughs> so where are they physically located at this point? You mean where's the school? Or yeah, where's the school? Westchester County, New York. Salem New York. Center. Salem Center, Westchester County, County, right. New York. Yeah. <laughs> Upstate New York, basically. Okay. So they have some bears, but not grizzly bears. <laughs> yeah there might be bears there, there could be there could be i mean it, it's conceivable that a bear could be there sure but yeah they're uh, upstate new york um okay let mm -hmm. me double down on that transitional connection the the psychic <laughs> connection that rain and danny share to try and get some information from danny make some contact it's a really bad plan i don't really yeah. understand i don't understand what they were going for here um, and uh, you know, I've read this several times over the last couple of few decades. Yeah, other than just reminding you that you know um, these two characters have a completely natural, not lesbian um, psychic link. I don't know. It's like Danny, what happened? Was attacked by a bear. Tell me about this bear. No, no, it's. I mean, that's. There's no more story. That's. <laughs> what are you okay. going to do with this information? I have no idea. Other than the fact that you know, they're they're. It's not a great plan. <laughs> we're just we're just seeding the fact that when they try to talk it almost strains danny to death because right. she's essentially on her deathbed right now so we'll just push her a little bit further to raise the stakes see what yeah. happens <laughs> yeah i don't know what they were going for there <laughs> yeah okay and they're they're worried about the the bear returning and i did i did notice this because we watched the the movie the other day what i think it's rain says it's magic and magic says so am i yeah mm -hmm. that line is it that line is in the film yes <laughs> wow i didn't notice that good job you two <laughs> and then oh but wait oh but wait oh but wait Cor corsair's here yeah. we're back in space <laughs> for just a hot second and something is making its way to earth could it be well it's corsair but it's also chod yes chod or However, how do you, however we say it, I don't know. I say Chad. The other one sounds obscene. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly why I want to say Chad, but also I think on the animated series, they call him Chode. They do. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I remember nice. watching that and going, oh, well, this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but we get, we get that random aside, but at least this random aside connects to our other random aside as our space friends have seen the unidentified, but we know it's Warlock, racing across their screen, followed by the unidentified, but we know it's Magus chasing after him. Do we know it's Magus? I know it's Magus. <laughs> As we can assume. And then we're back, we're back on Earth. Yeah. Don't worry, folks. The story continues. And again, the, these hospital shots are beautiful. I, I just think that, especially that vacant hallway, that you feel the the desolation the desperation that danny's going through it also just it it cues up that like horror movie vibe yeah. of like something mm. bad is gonna happen <laughs> yeah. here yeah i mean it, it there is a reason they chose to make the film a horror movie i mean this it, it yeah. does fit and I, yeah. I and i do think um i think that sinkevich is great at setting tone um i mean you not not just because you're new to reading this stuff you don't know what's going on when you when you read this so no. it's it's not a super villain no. it's just 
there's a scary bear out there and we don't know why we don't know it appears to be magic maybe and that's kind of a and it's just from that that is that is just a scary thing that happens in this book and i think they do a good job of you know of continuing to make it scary yes. yeah well even even on this next page the the jump scare of tom corsi seeing rain in her transitional form and almost firing off his gun mm -hmm. okay that's rain <laughs> yes. i was trying to figure out who that was <laughs> Yes. Okay. That's rain. Half yeah. wolf, half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But also, yeah. as a human, kind of looks like Rachel from previously. Yeah. <laughs> she's shorter. Rachel's yeah. much taller. And she's wearing Danny's belt. Yeah. Which they did mention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally not gay. Just wants to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like how she still has her figure too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and then it's not clear to me how she has Danny. So, so this is just a caveat for the way Rain's powers work. Rain's powers do not transform her clothing. Rain transforms right. into a wolf. And in order, and and typically, if Rain is wearing regular clothes, when she transforms into a wolf, she's either a if she's half wolf, you know, werewolf, she can be a werewolf with clothes on, just like you know your classic movie werewolf. When she turns into a full wolf usually the clothes fall off of her the professor gave her a special magic suit made of unstable molecules that when she transforms turns into a little dog collar just so that she when she transforms back she into she'll, she'll have she'll be yep, she'll have clothes on mm -hmm. so that makes sense but when she changes back i don't know why she has her jacket or danny's belt here she yeah. should no. only have she should only have her uniform because danny's belt and this random coat that she has are not made of the special magic turn into a dog collar um, molecules that like that the rest of her outfit is and in other stories that that has been an issue before it, there has been a thing before where she's changed into um into wolf form okay so you know. you're saying at this point in the story that has already been established that is already that is okay. long established okay. yes yeah. so they just didn't been bother naked. This issue. yeah <laughs> yes or, or also just in, or at least yeah, or just in the just in the um weird costume which right doesn't bother Tom Corsi at all for some yeah. reason because yeah. he's he's a great really um really not observant um detective I guess yeah. <laughs> or, he's just on his way to ask Sharon for a date that's really yeah. all he's here for <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's about to retire probably yeah. just gonna have their side conversation real quick and then oh no everyone's taking a nap but your nap is disrupted I love this panel yeah I do too. I don't know how many times I could say it, but I just I love this panel. The the red, the bear mm -hmm. fangs, the the ease everywhere, the just it disorienting and oh look, Amara's here. I forgot yeah. she was in the story. <laughs> oh wow, look at that. <laughs> she, she hasn't done anything. I remember I told you she 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 doesn't matter. She's okay. I think this guy okay, sorry, just like an aside. Back. This guy looks like Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, the, the doctor. Matthew Perry. <laughs> One panel. Oh, the doc. Yeah, the the random. Yeah, think how much puts a lot of work into these unnamed doctors who mm -hmm. don't. You know, they don't have names. They don't come oh, back. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally just, looks like Matthew Perry and yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, that's. I mean, it. Hitchcock could be intentional. Perry was he not wasn't famous yet. Famous yet no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um, I mean, it, it, it. I could very much believe he is some random actor from like general hospital or something mm. or days of our lives oh wait when was it when did it's not George clooney was on oh my god er, ER. um er is not out yet not or out yet. not this not this er 
George Clooney's been on two shows called ER. It's kind of yeah, random one was a comedy. Right? One to com- yeah, he's on a sitcom called ER where he plays it. the janitor, and then he's on the show that you know called ER where Hottest he plays. Janitor where, 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 yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there are two shows called ER. Both both of them star George Clooney. Just random little trivia that look at that is in my head and why I don't know my own phone number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the place for those kind of things. Yeah, but yeah, so I I forgot you know because even when they were saving Danny in the last issue and they ran out into the woods, Amara didn't go with them because yeah. the story forgets Amara's there a lot too. She, she's <laughs> not important. She just really isn't. And do you remember what, what she did in the movie? No, because she's not she's, in it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we don't question. need her. They didn't yeah, buy her. She, trick she, question. She is not important. I knew that. I thought about that before. Yeah, she's, and then you, you like said it so yeah. convincingly that I forgot that I, <laughs> yes. I knew that. Yeah, she doesn't matter. So they just you just lift her right out. No one even mm-hmm. notices. <laughs> but yeah, but yes, to the, the terrifying demon bear teeth above Sharon and, and Corsi's head, um, heads it he really does want to draw a horror book and yeah and yeah and very effectively does mm-hmm. Ilyana's casting magical wards pulling a piece of her soul which seems to be her go-to move uh to surround <laughs> the operating room mm-hmm. yeah Ilyana's really bad at magic um or really good depending on what the story needs um but she's it's the nice thing about magic she she's She's trained, but poorly, and how well or, or it, it's very inconsistent. Well, she was still a little kid when she was training in magic, so. Well, I mean, it, yeah. It was, yeah, she was But she's also fighting 13. for her life. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's a good reason for, there's a good reason for why she's not great at it. But like, how good she is at, at it is, you know, depending okay. on what the story well, needs. Well, you so, know. Yeah. I'm going to protect Danny with a piece of my soul. Growing in fits and starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And then it doesn't this, matter if she's perfect. She's awesome. This, this is where we start to see this armor, something being built. And like me, in my mind, of not really understanding where this is coming from and also knowing that Warlock is shooting to Earth, I was like, wait, is Warlock like clinging to her? Is this what's happening? And no, not at all. Kind of okay. looks like Warlock, it's but not no, what's it's, happening. Just, yeah. it's her eldritch magic armor. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also weird because it's not obvious what, how it grows or where it grows. And no. so <laughs> I thought it was just her arm, but is it more than that? Oh, uh, okay. So not yeah. in the story, but oh, yes. Okay. Um, Ileana's powers um, protect her. Her magic protects her. So armor as the more magic she uses, the more she uses her sword. The more armor grows around her wherever oh. wherever it is needed. But for artistic license and because it's cool looking, it always starts with her left arm. Oh. <laughs> um, there's no, it doesn't need to, but it, but it often starts with her left arm and then and then expands out from her left arm the longer she's using her powers, unless like somebody happens to punch her on the right side, in which case it will quickly start growing there. Oh. But it will always grow where it needs to. But just in order to make it visually exciting, it sort of grows virus like around her body, okay. um, the way it, the way it did in the movie basically yeah okay so she makes that ward thing which is kind of like a force field <laughs> yeah of. yeah all right yeah or a yes. force field that keeps out magic uh you saw wandavision it's that okay. it keeps on <laughs> it's, which the interesting element of it of how it's connected to her and then injures her if it's attacked which mm-hmm. i thought kind of adds stakes for her character as well yeah yeah that was i found that interesting too actually it's like it's a part of her. Mm-hmm. 
much of yeah much of limbo's magic is and which they covered in in their thing much of limbo's magic is always very much tied to iana and her soul and the more the more she does the more humanity she loses um at this point in her continuity she's um only got 40 percent of a soul left no one knows that but like her friends don't know that oh does she become like more and more kind of like not nice uh-huh okay yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's she is they don't know it but she has sacrificed 60 percent of her soul oh, okay. in order, or, for good yeah yeah permanently oh, permanently yes <laughs> it's what are they called bloodstones bloodstones yes. bloodstones yeah they're called bloodstones and they're made out of her soul mm-hmm. oh so the bear is not happy no but we get some epic shots out of it which is kind of cool yeah we get some killer fight scenes the lights go out Everyone's doing their best, but wait, because the bear is going to take you to a new dimension. And uh, that's how this issue is going to end. Yeah. <laughs> Another terrifying bear. I mean, the bear is scary. It's a big shot. The bear is so scary. And also, yeah. like, I just don't fully understand why Corsi and the doctor are coming with us. Like, wh- why are they coming? Just because Uh-oh. they were having a romantic conversation, they're involved in this. They town. were in the area, and they needed more sacrifices. And I'm gonna hold them Just hostage. Just so we can do something highly inappropriate in the next issue. Yeah, okay. that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. it's weird. You know, I don't want to like too much spoil for the listeners, but you know, if you know who Corsi and Friedlander are, things are gonna get weird. And uh, and, I, and I know because they get questions. weird, and then they stay weird for years five years yeah um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wonder if they've apologized for that. Um, we, there's a lot of not talking about it well, uh, we'll i guess okay. we'll, we'll, we'll okay, i guess we'll yeah. get to it when it comes up okay. soon enough we'll be there i mean they at least they at least fixed psylocke or betsy and conan you mm. know they at least fixed it after the fact but that's Very a close. that's a different story well mm. we got one more issue here our third and final and uh we got as Justin refers to him as Cowboy Sam in the corner. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, yeah. Why? That's not related. <laughs> That's not related to this. It's fun, you know. Sure, it's character building. <laughs> An angry magma face. Yeah, this is the style of the art that I really dig. Like I'm super into the swirly eyes of the bear, and mm-hmm. especially in this coming issue, like how different you can make the swirls of the eyes and change the bear's expression <laughs> just yeah. with a simple simple different sizing of s- swirls we mm-hmm. talked about it in a previous episode about a new comic but rod reese is a artist that i see a lot of sinkevich's influence on on mm. his work now but do you want to Oh, flip it we in. need to. We need to flip that page so we can get up inside this issue. So here we go. Page turn noise. The final one. And again, so I, I said it in the last issue, but this one, I actually really wrote it down and I was like, wow, I, I just, I love A, these panels, how descriptive they are in the, the visuals as you build our full recap, but just the coloring of them. I, it's just... He's so beautiful. Agreed. But we get we got our classic recap of just in case this was your first issue <laughs> yes. and you wanted to pick it up and figure out what was going on in this three issue <laughs> arc. You could. <laughs> because honestly, this issue is the best issue. The first two, they're good, but in my mind, it's it's clearly it's a lot of setup, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of setup for the goods that is 
taking place in the final issue. And also the goods that will continue to go with Warlock and Rachel, because I don't think we're, we're at least we're entirely in this narrative for this issue. Yes. Right. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have side story. I mean, so you guys are, you guys have it as a trade, right? Like I have, I have the original issues in, in long boxes downstairs. And then I have, you know, we're both looking on our iPads on the, um, on yeah we have so i I bought the trade and then i ended up finding these a couple about a year ago okay yeah Um, i've got those again in long boxes and that's not worth (laughs) Um, well all of our boxes are here in the room with us right so and then also marvel unlimited yeah that's exactly how that's that's what we're looking at on, on our ipads and um it's just if you were the kind of person who in the year 2021 is going to just pick up the trade paperback of this story and read it, and does it have, what, where, what issues does it cover? These three and the summer? So, it yes. starts with excerpts from issue one, issue one, issue three, and issue 14, I believe. Oh, just yeah, those like five pages? Just those like five like pages? Of a, piled together. <laughs> just some random slices to just okay. tell you, hey, this bear has been here for a while. Okay. <laughs> But then what I was also saying to Justin is the end of this issue is like, and then the demon bear was never seen again, but there's four other issues in this trade paperback. So I'm like, you're a liar. Do they have the summer party? (laughs) Or you haven't read them? I haven't read them. (laughs) Okay, the summer party's great. (laughs) I want to read them, but you know, I have many comics that I have to read. I have full, I'm I'm only halfway through 10 of swords. I I think think she was starting 10 of swords when we recorded our, oh gosh, oh golly, oh wow. Yeah, let's not. judge me okay let's yeah, get back right. to the demon bear you're farther than i am so. yeah, yeah right, <laughs> I've, right I've, I've read what i needed to <laughs> yeah i really love this title page i like the setup of the land and i i really mm-hmm. appreciate the sort of the map and how throughout the issue the map gets covered in more shadow and more darkness mm-hmm. as he gains strength and power yeah black areas represent areas of land consumed by demon bear shadow yeah, I appreciated that specificity, by the way. Yeah. One scale, one, scale, like, one block, scale, one block equals one six of a mile. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> nice and precise. Yes. I thought you might like that. because yeah. Steph- Now we know about how big the bear is. We have a, we have a whole episode of Box Pop devoted to charts. Um, oh my God. Stuff was on where we just talked. Oh, that was um Andrew from you know, Claremont Run. Andrew yeah. was, on, was on that episode with us. And, and, and it was just like, Steph, you were there. And we, we talked about how cool charts were. And you, you really were, because st- Steph is a psychologist but you do a lot of statistics um, yeah. as part of your job. and I like um, spreadsheets, mm-hmm. <laughs> personally. I like maps. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of maps. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but yes, it, um, black uh, areas it, represent... Yeah, uh, in the grids, are, too. Mm-hmm. They have the grids marked out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, and you so. can co- there's coordinates, and it yep. says, A yep. Chronicle of New Munins, by, yep. uh, brought to you by Stanley. This, um, this very much recalls, especially with the handwritten um, style, I mean, all lettering is handwritten at this time, but the, but the intentionally childlike you know very yeah. print looking um letters this is very much recalling uh the the extra artwork that occurs in things like lord of the rings and um and the chronicles of oz books so l frank bomb l frank bomb's oz books all have lots of maps and lots of um, um lots of like charts and stuff like that, things like that, where you can follow, you know, as they go on adventures. So everybody knows the one from that they made the movie of Wizard of Oz, but like there are, Baum writes like 18 of those books, um, uh, maybe more, I've lost track. I read them all as a child. So like when I was like seven and I'm like 10 when this comes out. So there's still, 
they're they're fresh enough in my mind that like when I read this, I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing the thing. I get it. You they're know, doing they're, the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing from the other book. I I understand, and that's uh, and but this sort of thing happens where you can you can like follow where Dorothy's going on on the map as you're reading. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're on the Demon Bear's home turf. Yeah, and um slashing through his captor captives and turning them into demons as well because i need recruits you know uh, i'm just a lonely bear myself i need some people to terrorize with me which he could have just made them themselves so but it's all out all out action right have you guys talked about um claremont loves a phonetic accent because <laughs> oh, yeah. like, oh, you yeah. asked me about that too like there's a there's a lot of I mean, like th- the fact that he he tries to write in particular sam and rain yes. as as though they um you know as though he hears what a scottish and and a southern accent sounds like so you mm-hmm. have no Bertle that's not right when she's thinking and you're like what <laughs> she yeah. thinks in this weird accent which i love Gotta have a little extra something, something to differentiate those mm-hmm. thought bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait until we get to Rogue and Gambit. Oh, God. <laughs> so overall, my feelings of this is just like, clearly after everything Magic has been through, she is the most qualified to fight a demon. Uh-huh. So I'm, you know, grateful to see her like really doing what she does well right now. Yeah. And just fighting the demon to the best of her ability. And this one panel in particular where the demon bear is like scratching through the two realities, like one into the next. I think that's one of my favorite panels of the book. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I just love the details of the doctor seeing it. And, yeah, the and one doctor freaking out like, and it's like, oh um, no, I'm just, it's a really long surgery day and <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. I, I, are, are, is it just the one doctor who sees it, or is the other doctor just so good at it? I don't know. He's so focused. He's so focused on his yeah, job that he cannot be bothered. Force up something wrong, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, don't just ignore that bear over there. Nobody else looks up. They're all yeah. just dialed in, which you know, something you want from you want. your doctor, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is doing open something surgery. We're not, right. we're not open clear. body surgery. Yeah, we're not open clear everything. exactly what happens to Danny here. Like she, you know. She, probably doing a lot of suturing, I imagine. Well, but that was like, I mean, they've, they've gone to sleep and woken up since then. She's in, she's in a lot of, she's in surgery. Because yeah. remember, they, they've, it's not like they just got her to the ER. They've been here for hours. Yeah, yeah, I know. So. She was torn up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a you know, mystic bear. So, so I don't know what, I don't know what one prescribes for that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. But the fact that they're, they're fighting this, this war on two fronts, the Mm -hmm. he, him using his strength growing and the minions to distract the new mutants as, as he slashes through that reality. But then uh, we, Ilyana's powers are tapped. She can't cast any more Mm -hmm. wards or it'll leave the hospital room open to attack right she can can only yeah. focus so much of her power and soul in one direction and i thought that was an interesting point about you know roberto here getting thrown into the shadows yeah. and how that affects his power yes yeah. someone who needs the light of the sun to charge him up that's a weakness you know that i haven't seen them 
really play into in any of the comics that I've read with him. Like I think about that even in the current comics, like when he's in space. Well, you know, he's closer to his sons. Yeah, but <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Other well, sons. It's also this is this is another one of those things where the the Danverse story storyline, which I love because again, terrifying, and yeah. any inconsistencies I just write up to, but magic is happening because um, yeah. much like Rain's powers, with she should have been naked in that one scene, Birdo's powers, he's not. I mean, he's a solar battery. Right. So what typically happens is he charges up during the daytime, and then he's, he's got go. enough power to last him all night, provided he doesn't overexert himself. Right. So like, if he's using a lot of power, he could burn out in an hour, you know, before uh, an hour or two hours. But like, if it's just you know mild use of super strength over the course of the night, you know, he's good for the entire night. So that's always been Berto's thing. He's you know like, the, what do I do? You know, I got to be careful at night before I burn out my you know my all my power because it's going to be eight hours before i see the sun again um why so being in the shade should not be that bad for him i mean like uh, i don't know why he wouldn't be charged up magic yeah magic Magic. because it's demon shade it's yeah demon. (laughs) and he's injured you know he he was just he was just thrown across Mm -hmm. but But yeah he does go it goes quickly here The slash through Amara and then the reaction from Cannonball. It's just, uh, Sam. I feel like that was in the first issue too, where he's just trying as hard as he can to save Amara at every turn. And sure. yeah, right. Yeah. She has such a sparkling personality. <laughs> she has no personality. Yeah. That was sarcasm. Like, I know, but she, it just it just irritates me. It's like, you know. Because even if you're even if you're gonna go, I like her because she's pretty. Um, so are so are. I mean, Rain is supposed to be playing at this point. She's supposed to be. I understand why why he might not be into Rain because she is much old, much younger than he is. Um, and he's supposed to be. He's supposed to think of her as a little sister. But right. also, her entire thing is that she is a she is a very um, conservative, very buttoned up, good Catholic girl who's very repressed and very shy and and he it's fine that he doesn't notice her and in fact um spoilers for something alicia hasn't read yet there's a point where he does notice her eventually Uh oh um uh but like fine that he doesn't but like iliana is supposed to be drop dead gorgeous that's like that is a character trait of hers that she is she is the four you know i mean she's 14 14 or 15 too young at this one he's only 17 oh. like well, he, he, he's still. i mean they're in the same high school like they go to you know xavier's you know like um she is and i don't think amara's that i mean amara if anything is 15 maybe 16 you know really? she, yeah she's not yeah. they're not they're all roughly uh, he's you know he's 17 at oldest like they're all roughly the same age they hang out together so and danny is absolutely the same age as sam maybe six months younger like they're not you know so it is it is weird that he is that hung up on amara like yeah. and also she's not the only girl he's ever met you know she he, he's he's met other there are other women in the town you know yeah. they hang out at like <laughs> at places it's not, well it, she is kind of basically naked right amara yeah no no uh, it looks no. like she's naked no I that's mean, when uh, she's not when she's all flaming that's covered in fire yeah oh, okay. that, she, she, that's yeah that's just how that's how, how they draw her when she's covered in fire mm. yeah she's not naked at all those unstable molecules saving the day mm-hmm. just talking about rain and relationships to other characters 
in this issue in particular, Rain calls Magic a witch so uh-huh. many times. Yep. Uh-huh. And I'm like a little bothered by that because uh-huh. that's Rain's entire backstory is based yep. on the fact that like she was called a witch and tormented uh-huh. for being yep. a witch. Yep. And mm-hmm. now she's going to like just throw that at Eliana's face like yeah. constantly. Uh-huh. And I was like infuriated <laughs> by that. And you know, that's like her shame too, right? Yeah. So she, she hates the fact that she was called a witch. She so hates why are you calling she, other people a witch? Uh, it's like she's a bad person. <laughs> or it's like, you know, if you're, if you're gay, a lot of gay people hate right. themselves for that. And, you it, know, they become politicians and do the <laughs> to, to Claremont's credit, um that's not accidental that is that rain it rain is a um self-hating mutant <laughs> uh, you know it, it much in, in much the same way as one might do that with um you know the x-men are a metaphor for all for all other groups right so in much the same way as you might be a self-loathing uh, homosexual or a self-loathing minority or a self-loathing woman or a self you know self-loathing mm-hmm. um jew um yeah, rain very much is internalizing the catholic teachings that have told her that anything that is ungodly is bad um so she is um so she hates mutants including herself and because and and she can pick on iliana because iliana is even more than being a mutant iliana is a literal actual witch and a yep. and it gets worse once she because she does not yet know that iliana is part demon right. and once she finds out it will get worse and rain is not cool with it and she is not very good to her and it is and it is not she's not being i mean she is being hypocritical it is not an accident she is being massively hypocritical she will be called on it eventually oh good mm-hmm. at least she at least like she could work it out in some way yeah she's still young too <laughs> yeah she's like she's um she's like 13 yeah for i don't i don't think she's 14 yet she's she's like probably younger than Iliana. she's the baby yeah, yeah. Yep. well Iliana's uh armor is forming and her sword is out and sam has you know stepped up for a moment and now Eliana's ready to just take on right. the bear the, the person that you need to be at as most strength as they could because they're managing wards they've got what we find is the only weapon that can do anything against the bear and he's he's taking her down because he's hung up on Amara mm-hmm. but I do I just I love it's on it's like the cent, the center bottom panel on one of these upcoming pages it's like right after that and magic is like basically saying to rain like you need to reassess this this connection you need to get us more information you need to tell us like what it is that takes it down and rain's like no i can't do it and magic just like slaps her across the face she's like listen (laughs) we gotta get this done we're the only people who can do this there's no more time for this nonsense let's get it done i just love magic so much Mm -hmm. she's just so amazing yeah Yes. So Rain does it. And we get our showdown, our final showdown. They realize the true power, what they need to be using is, is the soul sword. That that affects it, the magic versus the magic. Just just one solid slice <laughs> down the middle of the bear. Oh, that's super convenient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the power was within us the whole time. Oh, the real power ride. is friendship. Yeah. <laughs> The answer is friendship. No, the real power is the magic sword. (laughs) There's no, you didn't need anybody else. You just needed the magic sword. She she did get a little, a little boost from Cannonball (laughs) to take her up to the top. You know, 
she can teleport. She could have right. just dropped herself up there. She, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's just like, boop, boop, there I am. But this, the panels, the panel right before, on the page right before the bear is sliced, like that's one of the ones where I'm talking about, like just the change in the swirls of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Now the bear is no longer scary. The bear is terrified. Mm-hmm. And is so trying to run away from magic and it's just not going to happen for you today, Mr. Bear. I'm sorry. The split. And then out walks Danny's parents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which which I guess you'd have to know because it's not clear at all. Yeah. It's kind of touched on on the the last couple pages of, hey, we're we're Danny's parents, but hi. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's very light. It's very light. And then we've returned back to the hospital. And in a questionable choice, the police <laughs> officer and nurse are just not the same as they were when they went into the demon's dimension. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not great. <laughs> no. Okay. So, yeah, you had questions about that. Oh, well, I just thought it was really racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I, it, it was a different time. And yeah, in this yeah. time, um, Claremont frequently believed that he was being very progressive by doing this thing where I can prove that like I can prove that race doesn't matter that race is you know if I if I show that you know you're still the same person whether you are um whether you are Caucasian or Red Indian oh yeah. my god yeah, it's like Red Indian yeah. yes come yeah. on Rain. it's not just Indian no it's um um yeah it's it, I mean it, it was a different time I guess if I, I it was I mean it was the 80s it was not that long ago it was, was in my lifetime right, right. <laughs> it's like, like I remember reading this and it was it's a questionable choice and you asked me, Steph asked me, and I was like, I didn't want to talk, tell you about tell you when you asked me before. So you asked me, how is this resolved? I'll let you know when it is because it's 2021 now and um, they are still Native American. Really? These characters are still walking around in the comic um, They've not, not shown really. up. Well, the last time the last time they showed up was about, it hasn't, it hasn't been that long, three or four years. Oh, um, wow. So it's not, I mean, as re, they have oh. relatively recently been walking around the comic books and they're just permanently Native American now. They became indigenous people through magic um, at this thing. And it's this one thing that they've never bothered to reverse. Mm. They, um, they, <laughs> they're they not just Native American. They also became much tougher because, you know, white people are kind of weak and frail. But if you become Native <laughs> American, you, get, you, 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 you suddenly become like, because they're, you know, Tom Corsi's kind of old. You know, he looks like a kind of, you know, like you said, you know, he's probably real close to retirement. He There's a hot and young nurse that he wants to get a date with, but they're not, you know, but no, they're suddenly, they're, they're both like, you know, very much, you know, engine warriors. Um, once this happens, they can, yeah. they, they can magically kick ass now because um, they're Native American. And so, it, so that he gets hired on to be security for the school. Um, so, you know, <laughs> he's, he's now this, you know, this, this indigenous dude who's not really he's um he's a white guy in a cheyenne body <laughs> who packs a machine gun and can fight and he is massively bulky and like in physical shape and sharon is their nurse now you know she's like she works there and she's like really hot you know and th- it's not a good reason it was supposed to be progressive it felt a little problematic 
in the 80s, it feels really problematic yeah. in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it was like like reading it for the first time now. I I was like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. What are we doing here? Why Nothing are we doing this? And at least with Psylocke, it was, oh, you know, it's one person writing and now it's another person writing. And now, well, people like it. And maybe he thought he was going to change her back, but then it stayed for 30 years. And well, Psylocke also, and that's no one knows. I mean, I wasn't in the room. According to Jim Lee, who is an Asian man himself, right. he made the decision, not Chris. Lee claims that he decided as an artist, because Jim Lee, so Chris Claremont was the writer, Jim Lee was, was an artist at the point. Mm -hmm. And Jim Lee decided, I think she looks hotter if she's Japanese. He made that decision and he decided to change her. That is what he says. That is his story. It has remained his story for decades. Is that better? No, <laughs> but I mean, but it, but it, it, it complicates things. Right. What complicates things even more with Psylocke is other than the fact that you're, if you know the backstory, you know that she was a white British lady who was changed into a Japanese lady. It, if you know that backstory, it's complicated. If you don't know that backstory and you just like kind of jump in from seeing the movies where she's played by Olivia Munn and you're just like, oh, that character's just Asian. She's just Asian in the video game. She's just, and it just, and so it's not complicated if you don't know the backstory. Right. So there are people who have literally started reading comics 15 years ago instead of 20 years ago. And therefore, or actually, I guess more like 25, but if they started reading comics 15 years ago, Psylocke had just always been an Asian lady. Mm -hmm. And then last year, well, I guess two years now, she's a white woman again. And, yeah. and is that X-Men or is that X -Men? X -Men. that's an X-Men as well. Um, and they, they've reversed her. And then there's another woman named Quanin who is um, the Asian body that the white lady stole. So they're just both running around now. So, so like, so you can, which is better i guess yeah, yeah. Uh, okay at least they've gone their separate ways and they're trying to give kind of some agency and yeah, then she know. has some cool stories and, and they do address the fact that look you know you just spent like well it hasn't been a decade in their time because their time's compressed but you know right. you spent you spent years running around in my body having sex with who knows who and you know just living my life you know this is a problem so they so Quanin has some serious issues to work out with Betsy and that's you know um and it has been addressed yeah yes. um Tom Corsi and Sharon Freelander no they has just not. got to be not no. addressed <laughs> nope <laughs> they're just they just changed races so are they together still um I mean when we see them they're 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 minor characters i mean they're just yeah. again they they become security I mean, they're working at the same school so. well but nobody's living at the school right now I, at, now everybody who used to live at the school lives on an island a magical island oh okay so okay. Right, and not them so so we don't know what happened to them uh, it's just not been it's not been mentioned in like three years we don't we don't speak of course and freeman anymore <laughs> <laughs> They are not on Krakoa. Yeah. They were also, you know, you, you notice they were not used in the film. Nope. <laughs> just, yeah, just, not in the film. Don't you talk about them. So um. everybody's home now. Danny's getting taken care of. She's all recovered. By Healer. The Healer shows up. Who, who is on Krakoa. And, and we do get a little aside about, you know, Storm is the leader of the Morlocks as well as the X-Men. Yeah, we get a little moment from Storm. Stuff like yeah. who are these people? <laughs> What's happening? I don't know who Storm is. No, but you don't know who the, you don't know you don't know who the healer is of the world. Oh no, I no. did not know who they were. Yeah. Some 
Looks like a wizard. He can heal people. That's yep. that's that's enough. That's yeah. All you that's, need. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all that's wrong. And uh, you know, Danny's parents come back. Danny's parents mm-hmm. are back, and uh, lies are told that the demon bear will never come back again, and the story <laughs> concludes. So, in quoting Justin, as he usually says to me after we finish a a book, an issue, a storyline, what are you? What are your overall thoughts? What are your overall <laughs> feelings? How do you feel about this? Um, no comment. What? Oh, what's <laughs> going on? Go ahead. I, you know, I don't know. It was okay. I mean, I don't know. I, it's weird because so I was I was curious about this when um when Justin wrote me and said um did I, I want to do this one because I so I guess I should keep people in you know I when you were on when you guys were on my show I was like I said I want to come on your show but with the caveat that I wanted to come on with Steph because I just thought and I love the concept of your show where Alicia's never read anything and Justin's never read anything and I was like well Steph's read even less than Alicia at this yes. point so like so I just I uh, like, well I've been like really kind of fortunate to have you point to sort of the classics yeah that Which so is, I like compare that to you know yeah, like so, Watchmen and mm-hmm. things like that yeah and she yeah so, so I mean because if you think, look at the things that you've read she's read literally she's read Watchmen she's read um, Mouse Mouse she's yeah Mouse. which was a surprise winning <laughs> right <laughs> she's read uh, Sandman which I knew you love right and, and even things that are like things that aren't like necessarily big like there's this tennis comic that she read that I knew no one else would like but I knew it was perfect for Steph you know? so, so, yeah it wasn't quite Watchmen but, but yeah but yeah so so like with this, this is a, this is a story that I love because yeah. again, Ilyana is my favorite X Men. Like she is, I, I she is perfect in every way, and I thought so. And I mean, I, I had a, I mean, I was fourteen year old boy when when I when I read these stories, and so I had a crush on her. <laughs> um, and it, it made sense, but like now, yeah, now it's like I don't. I don't know how well this story works if you have no background because it doesn't do the Jim Shooter thing of, look, here's Cannonball. Yeah. His powers are to fly. He is from, like, he now he drops some stuff on you. He'll tell you, he, yeah. he'll tell you, you know, when I was working in the mines with Pa, you know, he'll say stuff like that, yeah. but you have to, like, pick it up and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did get that. Yeah. You, but, you like, like, build his character in your right. head as you go. There's not as fed to you lines of mm-hmm. you know this is this person this is what they do this is this person this is what they do and then there's a but there's a lot of stuff in this story yeah, like where like, where does warlock come from and if you yeah, don't know exactly there's just like was, the cognitive load was like massive <laughs> yes so, yeah yeah i like to just refer to those as brain explosion moments <laughs> yeah, yeah. where i'm like i don't know what's happening i think overall as a story just focused on the demon bear story it's an interesting concept and I like how, you know, it parallels this idea that like the bear is built up of all these things that Danny is afraid of and she's only able to conquer the bear with the help of other people. Mm-hmm. Like I like that as a through line for the story and I also love magic and so I love seeing her do her thing. Yeah. But I think as a person coming to it when you don't know so much about what's going on and the issues that surround it, some of that other stuff is very jarring and kind of like takes you out of it for a moment. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. Well, especially on the <laughs> second page, right? yeah. especially on the second page with Rachel of the first issue where like, you, you know, Rachel, at least from her first appearances and modern comics, Yeah. but even you are like, what the heck is well, going on? It's so early on in the comic, it just makes you feel like it's going to be part of the story. She's right. the first thing you see, really. Yeah, and she's not in the rest of the, no. the other two nope. issues. So, 
So what can you tell me what was going on with so she's a time traveler? Uh-huh. Rachel? Uh-huh. Okay. And then okay, so she saw the um the skull basically be destroyed. Okay, so that was that when someone was invading and mm-hmm. they were yeah, fighting yeah. against them and only mm-hmm. only um Rain and, and no. Professor X were no saved. in Rachel in Rachel's reality, most people died and so she, Rachel was at the school at the time 20 or? years from now yes Ra- Rachel the Rachel when you see her there is probably about 16 maybe 17 years old um and she's from 20 years in the future so she hasn't even been conceived yet and she went can she, you not use um pronouns <laughs> Rachel is Rachel is a 16 year old girl when you see her there when you see Rachel there she is 16 years old she looks a lot older so yeah that's, that's, that's Sinkevich drawing okay. um she's 16 or 17 years old and Rachel was born 20 years from now. So she, so okay. she's come back into the past to four years before Rachel has come back to four years before her own birth. In which an is alternate seen, dimension. In an oh, alternate dimension, yeah. right. Because her her world won't come, she's from a future that will not come to be. She should have been erased, but she was not. So what was the point of even bringing her into the um, story? To for see... this story, nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> because, it, because it is not even, like it never comes back up in all of New Mutants. It's a story that gets resolved in X-Men. Just to like make things even more confusing than they already are. It, it's literally Claremont <laughs> using both books to, one book to seed the other book. Because I did, oh. so the issue of X-Men that comes out the month of, the first issue of the Demon Bear Saga, Rachel appears mm-hmm. and then continues on through that story. Mm-hmm. So kind of unnecessary to have her there. I'm not sure why something like this thread wouldn't work. Maybe because you had to have the realization of Ilyana or mm-hmm. at the mansion, but you didn't have to. They could have done with the right. character. No, yeah. you didn't. Yeah, there are, yeah, there are 20 people living at the school. Ten of them are in this book, and ten of them are in another book. So okay. basically. Rachel shows up in this book for one, and then the rest of her story is in the other book. Oh, okay. That's what that's so what basically happened. cross advertising kind of. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which is weird because nobody, nobody on earth in 1983 or 1984, whatever year this. What, what year was the publication here? Do you guys know? Eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Nobody in 1984 is reading New Mutants, but not reading X Men. That is right. not a thing that uh, okay, <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. It, it is more, it is far more likely that you are reading X-Men and not new units because X-Men is the older, right, more popular, right. more popular. Yeah, right. Nobody there is reading. one or two people. Yeah, maybe. But like, for the most part, you're a fan of X-Men and they're trying to get you into new units. It's okay. not, it, it's not going the other way. Okay. Um, which is, which, I mean, I, I, you know, I would grow to love new units far more because yeah. I was the right age mm-hmm. to where, these were the kids who were my age. I was, I was literally a teenager and, or, well, when I start reading it, I'm, you know, 10, you know, and then I'm over the next four or five years, you know, I'm 14, 15, same age as these characters. So it made sense to me to read the book with 15 year olds in it rather than the book right, with 25 right. year olds, yeah. you know, so, so I liked it more, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And almost, almost capitalizing on the success of Kitty Pride being mm-hmm. that, that point of view character for teenage right. readers, all right, well, let's let's make a whole team of like that. a whole team of them. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we wrap up, let's just uh, just do a little chit chat about the movie. <laughs> you like See, uh, yeah, that made a lot more sense to me. The movie, <laughs> which is odd because I, I guess so. Well, no, but that's what I thought was interesting because you we we watched it uh, three nights ago, three four nights ago, yeah, three four, and um, 
I, you seem to be into it. I thought. I. I, I mean, I didn't ask that. I didn't okay. Ask well, much. maybe part of it was that I'm a huge fan of. Um, Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. Thank you. Who plays magic and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she well, was great in that. She's fantastic. Yeah. Except I was like following her accent, which was like so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she like gets uh aggressive or excited in any way, it kind of it goes away. Goes yeah. away. Yeah. 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 It's definitely streamlined in terms of it pairs down. I mean, they did talk about, I, I read in an interview, they talked about including Warlock in it because, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but it would have been so much money to CGI him into. And so they saved him for the potential sequel that never happened. Which I mean, I, I, never will. It never will. Never yeah. will. I mean, I really liked the, the focus on sort of how the, how Danny's powers affected the other people and yeah. like that the discovery of that in relation to the demon bear i mean i felt like it was very much like inspired by but right. it's mm -hmm. not it's not a strict adaptation it's not the not at same all. Yeah. story they made that more clear cut I think. um mm -hmm. i kind of was thinking about it while i was watching it and i was like because i watched it first originally we saw it in theaters it was like our one like we're gonna go to a movie theater during the COVID times, <laughs> and it was like just the two of us in the theater, basically. Isn't that great? Um, By the way, it, it, I, we've done that. It's great. That's yeah. my favorite way to see a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Except I saw when it they first. Forget to start the projector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like three people in the movie theater. <laughs> yes. You have to go get them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so so after so after I saw it, then I was like, oh, I liked it, and then I read this, and I was like, okay, mm, that's different. And so oh, I so that's the order I did the reverse order. So yeah, I so then I should have watched the movie first. Yeah, oh. so then I watched it again, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna think of this as like an alternate timeline version of this story. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like got similar aspects, but things happen a little bit differently. It's funny because you you said that after we watched it the other day. I watched it the first time. I did not like it. I read, I had read the story a handful of times previously. I read this again recently and then watched the movie again the other day. And I, I kind of liked it more the second time, probably just because I was looking for the connections or inspirations mm. or how they, they took something a little bit differently. And I find that I'm much more dialed in. You know, when we watched The Dark Phoenix the last time, terrible movie i enjoyed it more because i love the stories and how deep we're diving into the stories yeah. to talk about them on the podcast so mm -hmm. i i basically made fun for myself by watching the movie and comparing it in my head yeah i would say the only thing i didn't really like about the movie is this the backstory they gave iliana Mm -hmm. um one because i cannot look at those things <laughs> like i do not want i the masks. i hate the i hate those masks i hate them so very much um i see them in my nightmares but i just felt like were they trying like i don't know were they trying to make those like her demons i know she went into limbo as like her safe space i feel I, like i didn't love that i i i mean so he he really thought that he was going to get to make three movies because uh, right. uh, hold on. Uh, you could edit me out. I'm just trying to remember the director's name. Uh, Josh Boone. Josh Boone. Thank you. Josh Boone lived in a world when he filmed this three years ago. <laughs> right. Because wow. right. this, this movie was delayed a lot. Um, when Boone filmed this movie three years ago, 
he was living in a world where superhero movies were everything and he thought i'm going to get this franchise this is he uh is basically my age so he he grew up loving the story like i did and he's like i'm going to bring this to the screen and i'm going to do my epic my masterpiece of cinema is going to be a new mutants franchise something that nobody cares about but me but there's some kid out there who's looking for me who's going to love this <laughs> some some 40 something year old kid is going to love this and he's going to watch these movies and uh he films it and he makes concessions like I'll take Warlock out of the first one because I'm going to I'm going to make so much money on this movie that they're going to give me a bigger budget for the second one. And I can have Warlock in the second movie and then the third movie will be Inferno. He's got like this whole plan right. of what of what this is going to be. And then Disney buys Fox and says, we're going to shelf this movie for a year. And, <laughs> and then and and then he's like, OK, all right, that gives us time to do reshoots. And then there's COVID. And then, <laughs> and so, so the movie comes out three years later, and while and over the course of three years, all these characters, you know, everybody who's in the film was twenty years old, playing sixteen or seventeen when they filmed it. Well, now they're twenty five, <laughs> and they're just like, and it's just like there are no reshoots because because everyone looks. I mean, like looking five years older when you're 35 to 40 is one thing. Looking five years old when you're 20 to 25 yeah. and you're supposed to be 16, you yeah. know, people are taller. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like, so they're just like, uh, okay, this is not going to happen. So they just film it and they, it just is what it is. And he knows that Marvel is not going to stick with this universe. He knows it's not coming back. So yeah. it's, it's, so I tried to watch it with, okay, let's just see what he's doing with it. And I did the same thing as you the second time with the room. Like, um, let me try and let me try and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Right. And I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not a horror movie fan. I I am I'm very much not a horror movie fan. You like stuff like some you like suspense. Mm, I don't movies. like horror movies. You like suspense I movies. I didn't really consider than... it to be a horror movie. Yeah, it, it but it yeah. was that's how they marketed it. They're like, right. we're gonna yeah. do a horror movie. Like it? the and original was... trailer, I was like, I don't know if I want to see this movie. Yeah, it looked yeah, the original trailer looked really scary. Mm -hmm. But I but I was in because I was like, Yeah, but Demon Bear is scary. Like right. that's yeah. That, yeah. that's what this it's is. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah, yeah. and then you know watching it I was just like I mean it's fine I think they were trying to do Buffy you know they're watching Buffy on TV a lot during the movie and I think they really oh, wanted to be true. Buffy and I think the Ilyana's demon dude guys were supposed to be this looks something like I mean they're not anybody in specific from Buffy but they look like creatures that could have been you know we've got a we've got a special effects budget of exactly 275 dollars what can we do for exactly 275 dollars <laughs> if we can do it for 265 and have lunch that would be great yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> so so like that that feels like what they did and like and you know it's it's just more like you know hush which is a buffy villain um who's terrifying and i think that's what they were trying to do is you know what can we do for 275 dollars on the dot and that's what they came up with. And I, you know, it was it was fine, I guess, but it's not explained. And um, I think Anna Taylor Joy looks like what I, you know, if I could have imagined Ileana um as a real person when I was 14, which you know, maybe I did, um, she would have looked <laughs> like that. So so yeah. like that, you know, she 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 seemed like the Ilyana Nikolaevina Rasputina that I have loved my entire life. <laughs> and and yeah. so like, that was fine. Um, yeah. I, you know, I liked, I loved her and I loved, um, I'm going to call her Arya Stark. Um, uh, yes. As yeah. Rain. No, I can't, <laughs> I don't know the actress's real name. 
Um, Maisie Williams. Maisie, Maisie Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. She she was great. Danny was good. Yeah, Danny yeah. was good too. She was. Uh, yeah. Maisie is not. Maisie is not how I view Rain, particularly during that. Like, but it, I mean, it was she was fine. Um, they they softened Rain for this film. They made her a lot nicer than than because Rain kind of is, you know kind of a hypocritical bitch at that yeah, at, the, yeah. at this point in the comic yeah. because and they they softened her and just made her kind of a good girl like it, it's sort of a you know when she has her lesbian kiss with Danny which you know good for him because he's like well this is subtext but I'm just going to add this um I, I don't know that I the character that I know I don't believe is willing to go there because she's too repressed um, yeah, and you know, but it's a different. It's a different version, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's um, alternate universe. Yeah, it's a multiverse. I hated, okay, I hated the kid who plays Roberto. Uh, oh yeah. God, I can't. I, I thought his acting was bad. Um, not not bad, like awful, but like I don't think the script was good. And uh, Boone, didn't, there's a this controversy about it, um, right. which mm-hmm. I agree with. Um, so I don't know. So in um in the book in in the book. Uh, Roberto is um, African Brazilian. He is a oh. black. He is a black Brazilian person, and in the oh. in the movie, he's Caucasian Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't think about it because two Americans. I don't know yeah. Hispanic, Hispanic, right? And it's like no, no, it is no. not. No, and, it's not. And, and, and so there was uproar about that. Oh well, I mean among minority people who apparently were never asked because yeah. <laughs> because the actor was like yeah i'd love to take this part in the superhero movie uh and yes oh, i am God. brazilian and to to Trey uh, is like or to boone rather um uh, wrong josh yeah to to boone is like yeah i got a brazilian guy to play this role and then like you know the the racism that is inherent in like there in the Brazilian community, much like the American community, is a is a thing. It mattered yeah. that he was both black and Hispanic mm-hmm. in a way that was not um, not Hispanic, even you know, Latin uh, Latinx, because Brazil is not Spanish. It, it was it was very it, it mattered in a way that like um, people did not get, and so the character seems off. And the character seems off in the movie too, because he's he's a little too jockish too. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the writing. It's not the actor. Mm. You know, I, it's not how. You so know. is the character in the comic book supposed to be super rich, like the one? Yes. He is oh so, yeah. He is I mean, I personally rich. despise Birdo. Yeah. In the comics, but that's just that's just because he's, he's, he's very just arrogant. He's very cocky, but yeah. he does it all the time. That's just yeah. part of his character. Okay. Right. Yeah. He's not a yeah. He's not a jock. He is. He, he's he's a Trump like not not like a Trump like he's like a member of the Trump family yeah. but like of wealth level okay. and privilege level right. he yeah. is a he is from one of the wealthiest families in his country okay. so yes he's, he's very he's, entitled yeah, yeah he is extremely entitled okay. and and does not but not a bad person he's actually a really good guy yeah. who yeah. doesn't know how stupid he sounds most of the time yeah he, he just know. doesn't understand yeah. social oh. like socialization <laughs> because he's just like so imagine he was like a prince like yes <laughs> you know like <laughs> he's a prince in with the common people yeah yeah but he's a good guy he's uh, he's actually and he's actually very caring he's very protective of his friends yeah. he just doesn't yeah know. i didn't get that from this from these issues yeah he's not he's not really focused on too much and i mean like demon yeah. bear is not a great story for him yeah. as much so much like there's there are other issues um 
like when he when he meets Gossamer, which are mm-hmm. which are things that a lot of fans do not like, but comics that I love. Yeah. Gossamer Gossamer is this alien princess girl who he meets and he actually does fall in love with because oh my god, she's hot and she has sex with him a lot, really a lot <laughs> in these books. <laughs> um, I mean, he's like and he's like fifteen or sixteen when that happens, and they meet an alien princess girl who's. You, I mean, you talked about how you thought Amara looked naked. Gossamer is an alien princess lady who's walking around in like silky spandex all the time and it's like i'm bored let's go have sex <laughs> and Pertle's like yes i yeah. am in okay, great. <laughs> sure let's let's do that <laughs> what a universe so amazing i well, I, I like the movie better than i thought i would i, I it was i didn't hate it it was fine uh, yeah it doesn't there, there don't need to be two more of them it's no. <laughs> and that was the part that because i feel like i was getting excited about the fact that Oh, is there going to be, I, even when it came out, you knew there wasn't going to, but the seeds were there. You know, they're talking about Sinister. They're talking I about, <gasps> uh, I just, I, I wanted more, but at the same time, knowing that Dark Phoenix didn't do well, uh, this didn't, this got shelved, Disney bought it all. And now my only hope is maybe, you know, is Magic able to, traverse dimensions? the I multiverse right and, and or can we just ignore the other movies and still cast her like yeah right just pretend they don't exist she's got queen's gambit to like if magic appears <laughs> if magic appears in the mcu it must be her she was very she was very good i liked her a lot yeah um, she's a good actress. Uh, and uh, and i and again i i like Anna Taylor joy yeah. so uh, so and if we're concerned about her accent we could just get her a dialect coach the yeah. mcu has that kind of money they can she's, do it yeah I just, have you you tried to explain this to me before like she's uh, how much of an accent does she need to have she's She's six when right. she comes to America. Oh, we had an argument about this yeah. a while ago. <laughs> she's six when she comes to America. She grows up in, she grows the next seven years. So she lives longer in limbo than she did in Russia. So she- Wait, we're, we're talking about a different character. No, we're talking about a different character. Yeah, yeah okay, but, but yeah. same idea. Yeah, so, so like how, how much of an accent does she need to have if she grew up in, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like if, if, before, yeah, if she grew, if she was exposed to like just regular, you know, American English a dialect, yeah. American dialect. When she was yeah. young, before thirteen, she shouldn't have an accent. Yeah, or she should just have a demonic voice. Yeah, <laughs> into grew that. Up around demons. Into that. Okay. <laughs> that would be a Russian accent, by the way. That <laughs> <laughs> I think of a demi of a demonic accent is Russian anyway. So <laughs> there you go. So it fits. It has been really wonderful having y'all on the Thank show you. and talking with you and having someone else question <laughs> everything about comics. <laughs> I appreciate, you know, having that teammate, as I said okay, earlier. Well, I question um, a lot more than you. So <laughs> I feel like you're, you're more on like their team. Than my team is how I feel. That's it's the okay. goal. I mean, that's the goal for the podcast is just pulling yeah, her onto the other team. Uh-huh. I'll always be a newbie at heart though. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And please, at some point, I definitely, I mean, you've been on one show, you have to come on the other show. Um, <laughs> I certainly have to come on a back pocket sometime, which yeah. is where you're more likely to see stuff because she's semi-regular, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, thank sounds you. Great. Fun. Yeah, sounds fun. like a plan. So until next time, old friend. Charles <laughs> in New York. Liar. Thanks so much for joining us today on the X-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends.
The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. <laughs>